Hi, I'm psychic witch Angela Lovell, and we're going to talk about soulmates today. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. Did you know most soulmates aren't even people you're supposed to have sex with? I'm talking to one of my favorite soulmates today, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Angela. <laughs> Haven't we? Thanks for being here. Oh, I just heard dogs barking. I'm sure that's a good sign. Um, it's Galentine's. We're having cocktails Saturday before Valentine's Day. Couple of single girls. Um, we met in Utah, a horrible place and a horrible time in our lives, right? Right. But it was such a serendipitous meeting. It was. And that you know, was it was so soulmate was, meeting. We met off a of Craigslist. And I told and you that's where I've met so many of my soulmates. It sounds like I'm meeting them in hookups. <laughs> I've never actually done a Craigslist hookup. Do you hear this dog barking? It's real, right? Maybe no one hears it. Yeah, it's real. It's a Hakate hound. Yeah, we met in Craigslist. We were there for almost exactly the same amount of or in Utah for almost exactly the same amount of time. Yeah. And yeah. you were there getting your PhD, which I always forget what your PhD is in. Amanda is a very accomplished environmentalist, but tell me exactly what it's in again. Oh, thanks. Um, it's in sociology with a focus on the environment. Yes. And yeah. I mean, we're going to get into all the wonderful things that you do and influence me and other people to do as well. But you were there getting your PhD. I was there in a terrible relationship, which thank God I met you. I met you like... The week I got there, I didn't know that most people in Salt Lake City shop on KSL for used things. Right. And I know. And that was so funny because I always like, I hadn't known about KSL. And so I was still using Craigslist. But then I was also just kind of trying to stay loyal to Craigslist too. And so <laughs> yeah. it was very like anti-KSL for I don't know. I know. Reason, you were so like, anti-KSL. <laughs> Well, also you're from I was San like, Francisco. I'm hold down the yeah, I was like, I'm holding <laughs> down the Craigslist for yes. being committed to the struggle. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, because I had no idea, and it was great too. Because the moment we met, you came to buy curtain rods that I took down out of my stinky house, and I immediately like because I didn't know yet that everyone in Salt Lake City has PTSD and can't make human connections, which I would later <laughs> discover. Um, and uh, you were like just normal and cool. And I was asking you, can you smell the cat piss in this house? This house has been peed on by like 20 cats. And we had just met and you were like, no. <laughs> but then it was, I don't know, it was like, it was like an organic quickly formed friendship because I was, we were bonding over cat piss. My partner at the time was a super creepy weirdo who I didn't, he didn't, like, we didn't know how creepy he was at first, right? Like it took a minute for you too, right? It took a minute. It took a minute. It did. I can't, you, I, <laughs> I, he wasn't creepy at first. He wasn't, then poor Tommy, <laughs> our good friend, Tommy, also in Salt Lake. Oh. Tommy and Amanda thought my partner wanted to murder them. And in hindsight, I think he wanted to murder all of us. I mean, he's a big fucking weirdo. So, oh my God. <laughs> so, so, poor Tommy, poor Tommy. So like, it was really sweet. He was, he was doing something very sweet for Angela and he was writing her a song, right? And he wanted to- Oh my to God. It. Amanda, it wasn't sweet. It wasn't sweet. He just wanted to perform it in front of everybody. 
Oh my gosh, but Angela, so I was so nervous that Tommy wasn't going to show up that I bailed first because I was like, there's no way I could like be there with him by myself. And then no, so poor Tommy was there by himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, like and that was there. the thing because then he did perform the song. He wrote me a song for, for our wedding and it was, it was a song about me, which you guys all think you're, Angela's an asshole. That sounds really sweet. It wasn't about me because if it were about me, he would have just performed it for me. He wrangled my two hottest friends, tried to get my two hottest (laughs) friends to come over while I was out of town and open a jar of spaghetti sauce, which poor Tommy went over there and he still told the night that he, if anybody lives in Salt Lake City, um, you've probably gone to the Leo for trivia night. This is Tommy Hamby, the most beautiful human being, most gorgeous inside and out human being in Salt Lake City. He really is. God, he's so he stunning. Um, but he he does the trivia nights and he's hilarious. He's fucking phenomenal. Um, but Tommy like went there without you. And when he told me this story, it was when he and his his uh, also gorgeous neighbor, Jason. Oh my God, I have to show you, Amanda. They sent me a Christmas card with the picture of their butts. That's actually for my brother. They wanted me to give that to Adam. Um, but they so sweet. They are. So um they sat in my brother's living room and told me the story about how scared they were or how scared Tommy was. He thought that my ex was going to murder him. And <laughs> and he said that like he made spaghetti and he opened a jar of like Trader Joe's pasta sauce and just like didn't even give Tommy a plate or anything and just like made Tommy come over to listen to the song. And when my ex introduced me to Tommy for the first time, he said, um, he said, this is Tommy, the only person I think is prettier than you are, which I mean, who doesn't want to fuck Tommy? Let's be honest. Um, but Tommy is beautiful. He's gorgeous. Tommy is like the most beautiful person in the world. He's like some stunning freaking exotic bird or something. I mean, but fuckable. I don't understand. I don't know how to, he's an enigma. Gemini, Gemini. (laughs) Some kind of goddamn peacock. But okay. So I want to explain to people too, we're having fun already. Um, I want to explain to people like who think soulmates are just the people who broke your heart and will devastate you. And sometimes they are even in like best friend form, but I have learned that I have, I've met so many soulmates through Craigslist postings, like very strange, like you, Maddie, Johnny, um, I'm forgetting someone very big. Oh my God. My ex-husband from my last lifetime, who was my editor in this lifetime, who I met through Craigslist. That was like the biggest one. That was like maybe the second one too. Um, but I, 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 I know that we all kind of work our stuff out, like how we're going to find each other in this world before we get here. And it'll be Mm -hmm. like college or school or, you know, whatever. And I feel like all my soulmates, I rounded up and I was like, there's this thing coming called the internet, this like (laughs) website, Craigslist will be around forever. (laughs) And not MySpace, not Facebook, thank God. Um, But you and I met on Craigslist and um, immediately clicked. And then we were such an essential support system to each other in a very lonely, weird, clicky place, which like to be rejected by people in Salt Lake City is not a huge insult. It's not like going to a real city like LA or New York and not making friends because everybody's too cool for you. It's right. It's more like everyone is terrified and on the defense. Oh, yeah. Like, Utah is just weird like that. Also, because you have people who have, like, had their same groups, you know, and they are just not, 
very, it's a very clicky place and it's just a difficult place to like infiltrate. So if you go to New York, like you're around transplants and people are friendly and they're like, and they're also just like, they have different views in Utah. Like people live, they're like born, they live and they die Utah and they don't ever leave. And so it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Connect. and most people don't move there. Most people aren't like going to Salt Lake to do stuff because there's really not a lot to do unless you are obsessed with nature. And the nature is beautiful there. And I do feel my my shaman friend, Sarah, is moving there right now. And I was like helping her. And at first I was like, don't do it. And then I thought, oh my God, Salt Lake has been calling out to people like this because you're an indigo. You're a master 11. Like your, vi- your vibration is so high. And also... This is another thing. Amanda and I are both master numbers, which uh, is really rare because there are people who do their numerology and they think they're a fucking master number. And I am not shit talking anybody who's not operating. It's a heavy, heavy (laughs) hand to live as a master number. You're a teacher. I'm a teacher. A lot of the time, that's just us teaching shitty partners how to be better people, you know, (laughs) which like, right. And we can't not teach. Like we want to find the lesson in every single moment and everything that happens to us. And it's, and it gets mistook for someone who needs to be right all the time. So, so master 11s, it's, it's harder. We also have really good luck as master 11s because we're master manifestors. Um, But something that a lot of people don't realize is, and I know a lot of 11s or they're, you know, if you do the numerology on them, they come out to an 11. They're not real 11s, they're twos. Because operating as an 11 is hard and you do have to teach and you have to give back and you have to share. And you're, I think most 11s are channels. You know, Jason's an 11, Tommy's partner. Oh, I yeah. And Tommy's a one. Sure is. And that's the other thing, 11s and ones. My cousin, um, Katie, she's a one and her partner, Billy's an 11. And Billy's such an 11. He is a literal teacher and a master manifester. He, um, Victor Wainwright, and I forget the rest of the band's name. God damn it. They went to the Grammys. Anyway, Billy's in a Grammy-nominated band and makes a living as a drummer. And he didn't have to work very hard for that. I mean, he does work hard, but he's a master manifester. He just like fell in the honeypot. It's it's so funny because I meet people who are just, I don't know if they're ones, but they're just very young. And every time I'm just like, and not young physically, but like, spiritually young yeah you know can't cope but yeah they can't cope but a lot of times too I'm just like when I meet them I just kind of have this and sometimes I will say it to people and throws them off <laughs> but I'm like welcome to planet earth yeah you know <laughs> that's know? what and it is like, it's yeah and as an 11 you're like oh you're like this isn't my first rodeo we've been here a know? long time yeah and that's yeah. the thing too like not to They've just been somewhere else and maybe sitting it out because it is, this is a heavy world. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit that happens here, but I also think it's the best one. And I think it's a little hard to get into. And that's why I get so mad at people who are not activated, who are not do, who are not vibrating at the frequency that they're supposed to be at. You know, like when I do meet 11s, oh my God. And the worst is woo people who think they're a master number but they're actually just the single version, like the reduced version of it. I I can't stand it. Yeah. And you can always tell too, because 
I don't know. They're just impossible. They're not, they're not coping. I really think so much of it is how much can you handle? Because mm. the master numbers, think, you can really pile on this shit. You really can. And then, because then there is something where it's like, you're always being told like, oh, you're so resilient, you know? And you're like, well, what's the choice? Yeah. There's not really a choice. You know, there's, well, not, there's not a choice. I know. Be yeah. Resilient. I know someone who considers herself a master 11 and she's definitely a two. And I've seen her go through some heavy stuff and she just shuts down and screams and has a tantrum. And I'm like, oh, God damn, that's a two. <laughs> like, that is a two. <laughs> right? I, I said this to one of my uh, one of my best friends one night who is a baby. She's um, a baby soul. She, I can't remember what she is. She's a one, somewhere between one and three. And she had a literal tantrum in the back of our cab because we were in traffic and it was middle of the night and we were drunk and wanted to go home and go to sleep. And I said to her, you see, this is a two or whatever she is. And I was like, and this, I point to myself, is an 11. And the 11 is going to go to sleep. So can the two please be quiet? And and the next day I apologized. I was like, that was really rude. But she's like, no, it made sense. Um, But this is seriously like, it's, it's not a, it's not like a privilege. I mean, you work to become a master number. Um, But also what I think is funny for anybody who doesn't know about numerology, as soon as you hit the double digits, you start to like cash out kind of like 11 is master manifester. Then you, there is a 13, but it's very rare. Then there's a 22 and that's master builder. And then 33, you're basically Jesus enlightened Buddhism. Like you're walking on water. And most people don't, you don't meet a lot of 33s ever because um, they just don't come back. People don't want to come back. And <laughs> Amanda and I, we have okay, like, like a joke about how she can't believe I'm coming back again. Because I'm coming back like at least six more times, which is great. Because I also have faith that the planet lasts that long. I will probably be here when the earth is destroyed. I think I get to see that happen or, you know, get blown up with it or whatever. But you and I went to an Ani DeFranco concert in Salt Lake and only in fucking Salt Lake City would this happen where we were in the mezzanine and Ani was doing this beautiful acoustic version of something and um, (laughs) these women were behind us. And you got shushed. I got no, you shushed. I didn't shush. Did I, I don't shush. No, I turned around and I very nicely said, um, excuse me, we're, we can hear every word you're saying. And we're really trying to hear what Ani's singing. And I thought I was being nice because I don't shush. I don't only shush like children in horror movies, honestly. In the movie theater, I'll shush. Yes. But, but I turned around. I thought I was really nice. And then they started kicking the back of our chairs and they were. Oh, you were. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it was so silly. You're like, we're at an Ani concert. What's going on? (laughs) This was not the crowd that you expected. No, those were our allies, I thought. And they were telling a story about being at the laundromat. Not even like, oh my God, this song takes me back to this, which is what which which I would have been listening to. I would have eavesdropped on that. But she's like, yeah. I saw her at the laundromat and I got in her face and I was like, oh my God, no. I'm not, I'm not like, I didn't pay $100 to hear this fucking story. Um, but then we went to the back because they wouldn't stop kicking the backs of our seats. So we went and stood in back and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, do I really want to come back? Do I really want to come back to this world? People fucking suck. And we're just standing there quietly and you go, I can't believe you're coming back. 
<laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> Vaguely, because because I remember it was I went to go see a medium and she told me that I wasn't coming back or it wasn't that I wasn't coming back. I had the choice to come back because she was like, you already fulfilled your karma. So you're good. So that's why in this life you get instant karma because yeah. like everything well, you've already like, yeah. And so like everything I experienced, like you guys, I can't do anything wrong without it. Like just like immediately biting me in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, tell the yeah, story. So- tell, Amanda, tell your stories about your instant karma. Oh my gosh. You, Amanda's an Aries. Amanda's an Aries, which are my favorite best friends always. Oh, Aries women are my fucking jam. And and you have a Virgo moon, so you are extra hard on yourself. Oh God, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So my favorite story, and, and it's like it's cynical and it's dark and it's it's bad. I hope it's the one that I want to tell, but I don't want to out you for it. Is it about your roommates? The thumbtack? Yes, yes, tell that one. This <laughs> yes. is so this is some airy shit right here. And not not very master eleven of you, but also a great illustration of your instant karma. Yeah. So like I was, you know, so I had these roommates. I was living in this house and there were four of us and it was, it was not a it was good awful. living situation. It was, it was filthy. Awful. It was Amanda and I was, are both clean yeah. freaks and we, yeah. I mean, I couldn't touch things in your house. Like, no, it was gross. It was gross. And it wasn't like that when I moved in, there was like a rotation of people and I was living downstairs um, with Zen RIP, the best little her, black cat. Her black cat. Anyway. We both had black cats at the same time. Yeah. So, um, so I was living downstairs and there was kind of this communal closet place, like a garage, but it was really storage. And so nobody really went down there and, and they were supposed to tell me just out of like the rule was like, okay, this is my space. If you're going to come down here, you can obviously, but just like shoot a text, you know, just give a heads up. And like, I would be chilling and then like people would be just coming in my space. And so I started getting really pissed off about it. So I strategically placed thumbtacks <laughs> upright on the on one of the stairs. <laughs> right. so, so I was like, so fuck them. Up. They're going to come downstairs. <laughs> They're going to step on me. <laughs> and then I like kept them there. Right. So nobody came. And then then after a while, I was like, I started to feel a little bit bad. I was like, oh, shit. I was but like, I'm going to go remove those subtext. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but then, Sorry, you tell. then but then it was I was I must have I don't know what I did because I picked them all up, but I missed one and I stepped on it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And you you telling that story, even the story, my instant karma is a little bit better than yours, I think. Um. Ooh, I, 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 well, I think it's cause I'm born Sagittarius and Jupiter's the luckiest planet. Um, but I have a lot and I, I just, I always believe I'm going to have good luck. So when something goes wrong, I know it's a lesson I'm supposed to pay major attention to even recently. Like I've had so many problems with audio and all these things for this podcast. And today I was like, fuck it, burn it to the ground, which is very triple fire of me where I'm just like, destroy and walk away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then um, I actually heard my guides say something about my trailer, which I also want to talk about how you helped me with my trailer. 
and how hard and impossible that trailer was. And most people like to see something and say, well, if it's meant to be, it'll be. That trailer I knew was meant to be, this podcast I know is meant to be, but it's so hard. And when there's so much that comes up and so much that tries to like push back and you keep going, I mean, my soul contract is for sure a much bigger one than a lot of people come in with because I was determined to jump from like 11 to 33 in this lifetime, which I think I'm actually going to pull off. I think I come back 33. I want to be a lawyer <laughs> next time. I don't want to fuck around with like pop stardom or presidency oh. or anything. I don't want to waste my 33. I want to like actually help people, um, <laughs> which I'm sure politician, who knows? I don't know. Um, I, I, lawyer, I, divorce <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> I'd be great at it. <laughs> I wouldn't even need to go to college for that. No, but <laughs> no, no, but I want to be like, like a crazy ass civil rights attorney next time. Um, and hopefully not get wooed into some dumb political office that has handcuffs attached to it. You know what I mean? Where anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, whenever there's such a big pushback, that's usually indicative of something bigger that I'm supposed to be doing. So when I get a big pushback and when I have a huge wall I have to scale in my life, I know it's because the payout is so good and they make me work for it then. But it's funny because my instant karma is usually pretty... It is similar to yours where like I do suffer right away or not at all, except for ancestral karma. That's different, but I think I'm being okay with right. that. I think I'm being true to my ancestral karma. Oh, but this was also something when I was renovating that trailer and being, um, you know, terrorized by my ex-husband, which at first he was still kissing my ass and kind of helping. Remember that? And you'd be oh, like yeah. helping me all day. I had a 34 foot trailer, you guys, that I kind of like gutted and redid. And we, Amanda and I, I mean, I hired somebody like I, we, I pulled up all the carpet, but like then somebody else came in and put the floor in because I don't know how to do that. Um, but Amanda and I sanded the entire exterior, repainted it. And I mean, like treated all the rusting parts, like, yeah. We did was, a lot of work on it. Yeah. Redid all the light fixtures inside and out. Um, resealed it. Like, I don't even, I mean, it was, it, I don't even know how long that took. It took forever. But you were the only person, because I show up for people. Like, my love language is service. And you speak mm -hmm. that. I mean, I love all the languages. I love presence. I love flattery. I love affection. What are the ones I'm forgetting? Do you remember? Quality time. Yeah. But the people, yeah, there's four, right? I think so. Quality time. The, if, I think that's all. Awesome. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> but <laughs> you really speak service. Like you're the friend who would bring a whole bunch of vegetables over and make something amazing in my kitchen. And you're also like my favorite person to get drunk with. And we would get so shit faced all the time because there was a lot of steam to let out. I mean, we were both like, so disconnected from the human race for four years we were there together well you were there a year before I got there right yeah yeah so I ended up being there for six years total I was there from 2012 to 2018 so a little bit shy of six years so probably closer to five I knew too mm -hmm. when you left because you got a job you graduated you got a job and you left right when it was like a really tumultuous time for me and I was all alone then Tommy came over and helped, of course, but like um, Jason was out of town. I mean, I had I had like no help and I was being terrorized by my ex and 
my creepy landlord and oh god so weird oh my gosh the landlord I forgot about that yeah that house it like that house was just like weird bad real bad weird there was a portal that was open there was that subhuman that I had to trap in the wall um and Max is an 11 did you know that oh no names anyway I'll bleep that out or something (laughs) my my temporary stepson was an 11 (laughs) right yeah well he's such a sweet little guy too he was a good guy he was he was but he sensed the stuff in that house too um but yeah I okay so I want to talk about I want to talk more about you Amanda um so (laughs) I okay I want to talk about how a couple things that I love about you one of the first things is you wrote a grant to go to Fiji and try to fix their busted ass water system. What exactly, <laughs> what exactly was that? <laughs> like, what did you, I did not fix shit. No, no, but you tried. You really tried. You wrote a grant. They went crazy for it. They extended it. They wanted you there longer than the grant. <laughs> I don't, so, um, no, so they really didn't. Yeah, Fiji, so Fiji and I, I love Fiji. I don't know if Fiji loves me. I finally come to those terms. But um, <laughs> it's a it's an unrequited kind of love. But it was great. So I went there to. So I wrote a grant and I went there to um, stay with this village who was relocating. They relocated because of coastal erosion. And so they had already relocated about a year. And it was a government-sponsored relocation initiative in Gunin Dongoloa Village. And so I was there for about a year to kind of see, or, oh my gosh, no, they had left for about a year. And so I was there, and I was just doing interviews with people to be like, how has, like, life changed? You know, how did the government undertake this project? And so I was there for four Initially, I was supposed to be there for four months, and then I ended up writing another grant. I got another grant, and like the whole thing, what I expected to go there and see was not at all what happened. Like, I was like, and it was really frustrating. I was like, what's going on to understand this? I really need to stay longer, and that was hard. Like, my grandmother had passed away at that time, too. And I just knew she was going to pass away. And so this was weird. When before, before I left, um, my grandma was, I mean, you know, she was older. She was in her 80s. She was older. But she was always like very healthy and vibrant. And I just kind of knew something. And I told my dad and before I left and I was like, hey, dad, so, you know, if something happens to grandma when I leave, I can't come back. Like, I, I can't afford to fly back from yeah. Fiji because that's like a thousand dollar. That that would be, you know, two thousand dollars and it'd be pretty much most a lot of my grant would be gone. And so um, and so my dad goes, what are you talking about? That's not going to happen. And so my grandmother ended up passing away when I was when I was there. And that was hard. That was hard. But, yeah. I mean, it was a lot yeah. of hard. I remember Skyping with you. And you'd like just be breaking down, telling me shit and saying, you know, the tourists don't know what it's like. The tourists are going to the tourist spots and it's a whole different world. And you'd show me like 
the shitty bucket you had to pee in and and the, the <laughs> way you were living it was so awful it was so i mean you it were was, really you were so selfless in that whole thing and you were really determined to make a difference and and like something that i love about you is cuz you can get down with anybody you know you're not a fucking snob about anything amanda and i love that about you <laughs> and i mean at the same time and i have this I'm going to try to release this episode on Tuesday if I can get my audio act together and everything. But I, I have a really great episode on shadow work and a really special download I just got recently is um, are we're supposed to let our shadow selves come out and interact with each other's shadow selves, but mostly only with our soulmates. Like those are the people who have known us for multiple lifetimes and know our shadows and shadows need to be exercised. And you and mm -hmm. I show our shadows to each other. Like they're not, nobody listen. I mean, if you guys are a patron, you'll hear them in Patreon, I'm sure, because we're going to talk some shit in there. But shadows <laughs> have insight and shadows, like your dark sense of humor, um, self-deprecating jokes, things like that. That's your shadow getting to exercise. And yeah, you and I have seen a lot of each other's, you know what I mean? Like this was, and it was so funny Ooh. too, because when I was, when I was getting this download, it was you I was thinking of. It was you and my my um, Gabe, BFF Gabe, and um, how like you two, I can make laugh harder than just about anybody I know. And it's only when I let my shadow come out and like dance, monkey dance. <laughs> and you two are like. That's so true. It's so true. <laughs> you know, so, so one of the things like, so when Angela invited me to do this with her, you know, it was so sweet because she was saying, she goes, well, I'm writing these things that I love about you. And I was like, that's so funny because I was thinking about writing these things that I love about you too. And one of them too, like, just because we're on topic with the shadow stuff is you are so loyal and you just never make me feel judged. Like, I would never hesitate to not tell you something, you know, yes. like there's, there's nothing that I would be like, Oh, what is she going to think of me if I tell her that, you know? And, so, and, and that's I'm like so one of those happy that I've that. always appreciated. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's such a great compliment. I seriously um, would never judge you for anything. I mean, Oh my God. It's so funny too. It, like, the story about you running away from the serial killer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amanda. Oh. oh, this was something I started to say. Okay. So Amanda uh, is a master 11. So she's seen a lot. She's been here a long time. Both of us put ourselves, have for this whole lifetime, really put ourselves in crazy compromising positions that we're very lucky to have escaped. And this is just one of yours. But one of, to like, as, as like, um, just to set this up, something that I love about you is, um, it was so casual. It was like a Sunday. We went to get coffee or brunch or something. And I picked you up and we're driving around Salt Lake. And you just casually say, oh, the other day I went in there. Or the other night I went in there and I was playing pinball because you love pinball machines. I do too. I, I told you I'm trying to get that Jungle Queen. If anybody has a lead on a vintage Jungle Queen, please hook me up. I, that's the one I want. It's very empowering. It's not like just a bunch of like it's great. She's on like the back of a tiger. It's got tigers on the side of it. It's so cool. Um, also, it's a great game to play. But you'll go play pinball. And you tell me the story how you were playing pinball. And these gross like frat dudes were kind of hanging around. And 
you just shut them down by like making super off color and it's totally okay for us to do it because you know it's very oh different well, okay, you started to you what these guys no, no tell me so well, they were okay we were, so you were, they were they were like coming up to you and you were making date rape drug jokes like don't put anything in my drink and you were making them very uncomfortable and you're telling I made me this them and I'm very like uncomfortable. Oh, because they asked, I was playing pool with, and I was playing pool with them. And they were like, at the end, they were like, hey, it was these three guys. And they were like, hey, do you want to come back to our place and party with us? And I was like, no, thanks, fellas. I don't feel like getting raped tonight. But thank you. And then- <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> the three dudes asking one woman by herself, that is disturbing. It's like not going to make anybody feel right. safe. And they did look at, they were like, but, you know, but, and that's the thing though. It's like these guys, it's like, maybe they were rapey. Maybe they weren't rapey, you know, yeah. but that's the world in which women live in. And so yeah. it's like, I wouldn't, and I don't, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never go to a house with three dudes who are no. just like, party with us. I'm like, uh, no thanks. No, and yet if you did, you would have every right to not be raped. And if they were on trial for it, they would still. It's. I have. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm also adding that no woman is asking for it ever. Um, but also, yeah. so you tell me this story how you how you were like, you you were off putting towards them, which I was cracking up over. And you go, and then I go outside. And there's this homeless guy. And I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the diner? I'm buying. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so you. You take this homeless guy to the diner and you tell him to eat as much as he wants. And and you're telling me this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because also, um, you guys can't see her. But Amanda's like 100 pounds. She is a tiny, petite, super smoking (laughs) Aries, obviously. But like... (laughs) You are okay, 106 because of COVID, whatever. But <laughs> but you're I very wish. like you're very petite. <laughs> I'm hitting the crap out of my 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 mic. I'm sorry if anybody hears that. But you're very petite and like not um you know, maybe uh like easily overpowered by a man is what I'm trying to say, which is also a sucky way to put it, I think. Um yeah. but that's the picture I'm trying to paint is that you are a smaller woman. And you go to this diner with this guy after you just went and like drank freely with played pinball. And then you tell me the story and I'm like, Oh my God, Amanda, you have to be careful. And, and it's cause I love you. And and meanwhile, like I'm loving the story and you go, yeah. And man, that homeless guy, he ate a lot. I was like, it was like $45. <laughs> and you're a student. You know, I still like, I always knew I was going to eat, you know, that wasn't a concern, but like, yeah. this dude. I know, I know. But I loved that about you too, that you would just like take a, take a random homeless guy off the street to a diner, you know, and like treat him like a fucking human being. And it was not like we ate dinner together. Like it was, yeah. it was a proper sit down meal. Yeah. Which how, how often is that guy ever going to have like a super cool, gorgeous young woman take him to a diner? Like that's, that's, that was so nice. That's the thing. And you always show up for people. Um, but wait, didn't I start to tell this to tell a different story? Oh no. What was the other story? Oh, the serial killer. Thank God. So Amanda, <laughs> Amanda had a very big um, moment with probably a serial killer that, do you want to tell the story? Oh my gosh. It was, it was cause I, 
So I was up in Northern California. And so here <laughs> is a little fun fact is I just got my driver's license. So I didn't get my driver's license until I was 34 because I moved to Maine. <laughs> it's like if any of yes. you have ever been in Maine, I was just like, oh my gosh. And I mean, like, our friend. I mean, Natalie, you grew up in San Francisco. You grew up in San yeah, Francisco, so, so you don't I need one there. It, yeah, right. So it was, you know, like our dear friend Natalie, who is like, who at the time was, you know, in her like 25 or something. She, I was like, can you teach me to drive, please? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so up in Northern California, I would just, but if we were hippies, you know, and we would just hitchhike. So there was like a lot of hitchhiking and sometimes it would just be like foolish, you know, it was a college town in Arcata too. And uh-huh. I, I was, I hitchhiked. Um, and it was out from the bar. And usually, like, I worked at this grocery store in this small-ass town. I knew everybody. Everybody knew me. And this guy, though, I had never seen. And I and I totally had, like, a weird sense. And I was actually with a, a, a guy at that time. It wasn't, like, somebody I was dating, but it was just a male friend of mine. And so he was in the car with me, but then he got dropped off first. And then this guy was like, and I obviously like, I wasn't wearing any shoes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) obviously (laughs) you're like, this sounds, this already sounds like the serial capital of California, which also all the best worst serial killing is, is always California. So you're just shoeless hitchhiking. Yeah. And like rural and it's like rural California too. And so I get, so then He goes to like, we dropped off, um, we dropped off my friend first. And then he was like, Hey, he was like, let's go to the casino. And, um, and I was like, I don't have any shoes. I was like, they're never going to let me into the casino with no shoes. Like, obviously, like, (laughs) what is this? this, Look at this stupid guy thinking that like, I'm not wearing shoes. In Florida, in Florida, they call it 7-Eleven feet. guy was like don't worry about it and so he gets out of the car he's like come on and I get out of the car and he goes and he pops open the trunk and when he pops open the trunk I try to peek in and he pushes me back and he goes what size are you and I was like huh I was like I guess like six and a half and he starts tugging and I keep trying to like look in the trunk and he keeps pushing me and so and then he pulls out these like wedges that were these healed wedges, right? And he was all, put them on. And I just like looked at him and he was so assertive though. He goes, I said, put them on. So I was like, oh, I'm putting these fucking shoes on. So I put the shoes on and he goes, get in the car. And I was like, so, and so stupid and just so like nervous. And I got in the car and he goes, and then he leaned over to kiss me. And Ew. I opened the door. After he just pulled I shoes off of a corpse. He totally he probably pulled, pulled them off of a corpse. corpse. Oh, he oh did. God. No, he was so creepy. He was so creepy. And I pulled the shoes off and I like threw them and I just ran home. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that that guy was a serial killer. And even later on, 
uh, my male friend too was like, he goes, that guy was weird. I was like, fuck yeah, he was weird. And I was like, and you let him drop me off second. (laughs) (laughs) Chivalry is as dead as the shoeless corpse in the trunk of that guy's car. (laughs) I know. I still think about that guy. And you know, it was so funny. It was the same day. Like I felt when I got home the next day, it was like, the BTK killer. They had just caught the BTK killer. And I was Whoa. like, that looks exactly like the guy that picked me up last night. Well, Holy shit. I love that you threw the shoes at him and ran home. I mean, at <laughs> least you had fight. sense enough. <laughs> so much stuff. That reminds me of how you left my wedding without your shoes. Remember that? We can talk about that in secrets <laughs> if you want to. We can talk about it here in secrets. I don't care. And then I said, hey, I can bring your shoes. I was going to Costa Rica for my honeymoon. This is my second wedding um, <laughs> to a different man, obviously. <laughs> and I was like, I can send your shoes home. And you were like, eh, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> you left New Orleans <laughs> with no shoes on at dawn. <laughs> slutty, slutty. I don't feel shame. I have It's not those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. We'll talk about how Amanda and I are practically sisters and secrets. <laughs> um, okay. What else do I want to tell you that I love about you? Oh, how you and I are the only people I know. When you come to my house, there's always pee in the toilet. And when you go to your house, there's always pee in the toilet. Because if it's yellow, we yeah. let it mellow. Because it's of better. Course. You don't use as much water. I also... Right. my. It's just, it's just such a dumb thing. And it's funny because you and I would go public places and you do it in public too. And the only reason I don't do it in public is because some dumbass always flushes it anyway. So I just flush it in public. Do you hear the train? Can you hear the train behind me? It's nice. No. Anyway, maybe not. Um, oh, so no, I do. Yeah, I just heard it. I always like hearing it. Um, but uh, it's so funny because you and I have been in bathrooms together, like at Whole Foods, at hippie places where people should let it mellow. And it'll always be, you'll come out of a bathroom and a woman will walk in and go, oh, this always happens to me. <laughs> and yeah, you just roll like, your yeah, eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know what's so funny is people's aversion to pee on somebody else's pee. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't give two shits about pee. I think it's the splash. Pee. I think it's the splash, but if you just pee, like, if you don't have to pee like a racehorse pee, then it's not going to splash. If you just have a regular, if you didn't hold yourself for six hours, you should be okay to just pee on top of pee. But also, I don't know, like, how do you go to, I'm all about peeing in nature. You know this. I actually recently, because we're having a real problem with these feral cats again out here trying to kill my squirrels, babies. Oh God, I'm not even going to talk about it. I can't, I have. To really worked hard to detach from the squirrels. Are you and marking your territory? Yep. I go outside and I pee where <laughs> they walk. And my pee smells like estrogen and they don't want to smell like that. So they've stopped going in those shrubs. But my mom's vile neighbor who supported a president who hates women, um, she gets in fights with me now about the squirrels. Suddenly she's a monster squirrel hater. And I'm like, well, enjoy watching me piss outside on your property because technically there's a little bit of a fine line there. The shrubs, I don't know who they belong to, but I'm peeing in them. I go out in a dress. Nobody's like seeing my bare ass. I'm not going to get in trouble for exposing myself to children, but I am peeing 
in people's jobs now. <laughs> I have gone like full witch. It's been this way for a long time though. Squirrels have really turned me out as far as like crazy Florida woman. It's all the oh squirrels' fault. Angela, I did tell you this story. <laughs> it was what, like me. a couple of weeks ago, I saw a squirrel and it had a full on ego waffle. And it was <gasps> scurried up the tree with a full waffle in its mouth. <laughs> Holy crap, I that's was, amazing. It was so impressive. It was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. And I was trying so hard to like, I was like, I want to get my phone to take a picture, but I don't want to stop looking at the squirrel. Like, I don't know what to I do. Made, so. I made tiny peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Or no jelly, sorry, just peanut butter. <laughs> I'm not giving my squirrels sugar. Um, and it was natural <laughs> organic Trader Joe's peanut butter, of course. But I made them little tiny. And I think I put it on a wheat pita or something. Because I actually, this was a while back when winter first started. I was like, they got to get fatter fast. So <laughs> I made them tiny, tiny. In Florida, Please. No it's very cold here. at night. It's very cold at night. I mean, obviously right now I have the windows open and I'm hot, but, um, you know, um, but they didn't want it. They rejected my tiny peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And I was like, this is cause I've spoiled them with walnuts and almonds in the shells. Oh, and then mm. the squirrel hater next door, everybody says she, like her husband died right before my mom moved in next door. And, um, she's really mean. And they said she was mean to him. And, um, she's very lonely and just bitter. And um, she was telling me, she's like, I got holes all through my yard and they're burying walnuts. And she said walnuts, like, <laughs> and I know those are from you. And she goes, she goes, she goes, but first she said, she said, she's like, they're burying peanuts and walnuts. <laughs> and I was like, guilty. Nobody else. My cousin told me, they were out walking with their baby and they saw a crow with a fancy nut in the shell. And they and she and her husband looked at each other. This is the one in the 11 billion, Katie. And they were like, Angie. Because uh -huh. I do. I give the crows all the stuff too. Oh my gosh. And the crows love it. And they, they have your back for it. They're just mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. We're going to protect your it's house. True. Don't worry. Whoops. It's true. Um, I also love that you, this is a really great environmental friendly thing to do. You always clean out a spaghetti sauce jar and carry it around with you. And when you get coffee, you probably even put soup in that thing, don't you? You get your, you refill your water. Oh, yeah. You don't use a water bottle. You use a glass jar. I do use a glass jar and I'm really upset. And everyone, we need to figure this out. We can bring back reusables. Start yeah. bringing back reusables because like COVID just made it so you couldn't, everyone is going disposable and it does suck. Like water fountains are closed and that's not fun. No, but, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We need they to start bringing back the bags. reusables. Yeah. I know. Plastic bags at Trader Joe's. I was like, you don't even have the brown ones, the paper ones? No, they were out to not be able to take our bags in, but they did really like <laughs> overload my bags and they didn't double bag. And I appreciated that. So uh, it just it sucks can, because it totally sucks. well, and maybe you can speak to this because people don't realize recycling is not an actual answer. We don't actually recycle what people think we recycle and recycling uses no. resources just to do. Yeah. We should be reusing. So it was like, yeah. and that was like when recycling took off, we used to reuse. And so, I mean, recycling is still better than doing nothing. Not recycling. But, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. than not recycling. But like, if you could like stay away from plastic, just try to get like glass stuff, just pay that like, if you can, if it's possible yeah. to like pay that extra like 50 cents for a glass water bottle instead of a plastic one. And even think yeah. about that make a big difference. You know, but it's true. It's true. No, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff people can be doing. And right now, especially, I just think, like, I think we're, I think we're stuck with COVID for a while because we're not learning the lesson. And this is like me with everything that I'm supposed to work towards. This is like a lot of people. I hope this resonates with a lot of people. If you're not learning the lesson, you just keep getting hit over the head with it. So I, I like that. There was, and Amanda also doesn't eat animals, but there was this really great face mask I want to buy for myself. And my cousin's little girl is like full vegetarian. She watched TikTok videos and saw Slaughterhouse footage. And she made her dad go pescatarian. Um, Yeah, she's (laughs) 11. Um, But this was when she was 10. And I didn't go vegetarian. I saw the Slaughterhouse footage when I was 11. And do you remember those Faces of Death videos? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so fucked up. We snuck them home and um watched them one night and I was I was so devastated. I was a mess. I was traumatized. It's traumatizing to see that stuff when you're a kid. But I was eleven and it, it stayed with me forever. And she's ten and not doing it. But I want to get masks for her and me. And the masks say if people stopped eating animals, we wouldn't have to be wearing these masks. It's true. It's it is. so it's true. true. There's this I book. Just, okay, everyone, if you're all out there, listen to it. And this guy, <laughs> his name is Rob Wallace, and he's an evolutionary epidemiologist. And he actually wrote this book. And it's, and but he never. It was, it's free. He never charged for it. And it's Whoa. called from big farm to big flu. And it's how the the animal agriculture industry is creating superbugs. Oh my God. And because of like antibiotic usage. And so a lot of this, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, even with the coronavirus, everybody is like, oh, well, you know, we have to think about like, well, why is it that, you know, the exotic like animal meat is so um, popular? Like, why is this black market so popular? Why is it, actually not being regulated like get real government's allowing this to happen it's true government doesn't give a yeah no they don't give a fuck if anything they make more money when we need medicine why would they want your food to be healthy exactly off of our off of our illness look how much money i mean oh my god also we we don't have universal health care you know, so right. if we had universal health care, maybe there'd be a different story as far as the government trying to not bank on our illness. Um, something For else real. I love about you is how much you read and what good stuff you read. Because it's funny, if you first meet Amanda, you'll just be like, oh, she's cute. And she talks like someone from San Francisco. And then you get to know her and she has read the <laughs> most dense freaking books. You also give books as gifts. And I'm still dying to read. What is it? The uterine companion that you gave me? It's in my storage space or somewhere. Right oh, now on my books. yeah. Uh, the uterus health companion. Yes. Something like that. The uterine. Oh, I can't recall the uterine name of it, but it is. Companion. Something it's like good. That. I've only flipped through it. You also read um, The Women Who Run With Wolves, didn't you? I feel like we have oh a my gosh. Of it's, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't, yeah, that one's been a while. I can't even remember. But I love how smart you are. And not only that, but, and this is something too, this is a good point about soulmates. Um, I think timing is imperative to pay attention to the timing when you meet people because you and I, oh my God, I couldn't have done that without you. I don't know what I would have done if you didn't live there when I lived there. I really couldn't have done it. I, I mean, I don't know. And I know I was supposed to be there, even though that relationship was fucking garbageville. Um, <laughs> it's like, right. it didn't reveal itself right away. And you were the only friend who said to me, right before I married him, you were like, you don't have to marry him. Like, you don't, are you sure you want to do this? And didn't I tell you like, yeah, I like a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which that is like one of the, okay, so now like opening up one of the things that I love about you is like, you are so honest, you know, and I just think it's like, it's like, and, but the way like, in the, I don't even know, (laughs) speaking of a party, like, can I tell the story of when you were like, you're like, I'm not going to get married again. Do you you mind if I tell that? I don't know, but yeah, go ahead. I don't know which story it is, but I'm sure it's fine. I don't think it's a, you were like, you're like, that's it. <laughs> After like you, when you got a divorce, you were like, that's it. I'm not getting married again. And you said, who am I kidding? I really love the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, respect. I respect to that you know it's, and it's my like, leo moon it's this damn yeah, leo moon. But i know and but I it's do. like i always well, that... love you say what everybody thinks but is like so <laughs> unwilling to say and i respect that thank you <laughs> thank you well wasn't it so fun when we were all in new orleans for like five days or whatever it was for that wedding it was such a fun wedding it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun. I and it was over it. Halloween weekend. I, uh-huh. So we were there for Halloween and we were there. We all got dressed up and went to, um, what is that street called? Do you remember? The big street in New Orleans. We didn't go to Bourbon Street. Didn't we go to the French Quarter? We were on Bourbon Street, but it's like the street that turns it out for Halloween. And it's more to the, um, it's less of the tourist area. It's like more of like the real people who live in New Orleans. Yeah, it was was packed. And my, I'm burping so much because I had a sparkling cocktail. Um, My second husband was six foot seven and very scary. And he was dressed like a scary clown. He dressed. And it was the year of all that weird fake clown news where everybody was like, clowns are killing people. Remember that? Yes. Do you remember this? So he was a scary sailor clown and I was a scary sex worker clown. Do you remember? I had like the crazy (laughs) um, corset and everything and a knife, like a dagger hidden under it. And it was so stupid and fun. But everybody was scared of him because he was six foot seven and creepy looking as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't believe I married that guy. It's fine. It's part (laughs) of my soul contract. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next one, the next one's going to be great. <laughs> if I ever, I'm also, and that's the thing too, like 
balance. Oh, you'll appreciate this. I was going to say this to you before we even started recording. I have two friends who I love and they have a podcast that's like blowing up right now because they just got picked up by a major network. And one of them posted in the Facebook group, their face, their secret Facebook group. They were like, my boyfriend and I aren't even talking about it being Valentine's Day. How about the rest of you? And I wanted to be like, okay, yeah, your boyfriend. And so you have someone to fuck that's not your hand. Like you're not just masturbating. You have someone you can have actual sex with and conversations with. Okay, so who cares about Valentine's Day? Like the boyfriend part is the part that irritated me. And I'm only, it's only Mercury retrograde because I keep going back in time and I keep dreaming about my ex, the the one I married in my last lifetime, which has been a fucking mm-hmm. nightmare. And then it popped up in Facebook recently. I got rid of every photo of him and a Facebook memory mm-hmm. popped up and it was like someone else's with us. And it's this really, I have to send it to you after this. It's a really good picture of him and me where we're like obviously in love and we're super hot and we live in Brooklyn and our lives are perfect. And he's about to fuck it up in one year. And this popped up and I was like, oh my God, because I've had dreams about him like three nights in a row with Mercury retrograde and I don't want to mm-hmm. be with him. It's just, it's a constant thing. Um, but, oh God, I was rambling. Where was I going with all this? Um, oh, Valentine's Day. So in this post, in this post, the one posted to the Facebook group, you know, is anyone doing anything? Boyfriend and I aren't even talking about it. And then my other friend, who's one of my best friends, she writes, oh, I have a mystery date planned. Who knows what that is with her boyfriend. And I wanted to be like, you two have lost the pulse. The pulse is that so many of us are alone and terrified we're about to die alone. Like it's, This is not right? having a finger on the fucking pulse. You have a boyfriend. You have a partner. You have a person. Like you're not, I don't know. You're not investing in new sex toys because you're so desperate to feel something different. Oh my God, it's awful. I haven't actually invested mm-hmm. in a new sex toy in a while, but but I am a fan of that. I highly encourage it for anyone who needs it. Yeah, why not? I mean, why not? I also, I don't know, with COVID, I, uh, it's just, it. I, there's only so much you can do. And I don't think it's worth going out to date. It's not worth it. It's, it's funny, right? Because then I wonder how many, and this is just like my judgingness, because I, I went out with a, <laughs> with a couple of people. Yeah. but they've always they've both been like you know it's been I'm not like on tinder you know I'm not right yeah running around yeah everyone I know in LA is totally getting tested so they can go have sex or they're not even getting tested and they're all hooking up like nothing's happening which is why everybody's dead in LA right now that's what I I shouldn't say that my closest friends are not. Oh my they're, gosh. It's just they're like, disgusted by it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Right? Because I think like now every time I do, you know, and I think like especially how people respond to COVID has really shaped how I see them. You know, and a lot of times I'm like, just sit your yep. ass down for a second. Like we all oh want to be God. doing stuff. You know, it's like, but just, just sit down. I also, I had, I agree. It's, it's reshaped how I see people too. I had a bit of a download where, um, I said this out loud to people too. And I was like, oh my God, that's really what's supposed to happen. Just open everything up and let Darwinism handle it. If people 
don't know how to protect or okay we've been informed by actual scientists you know the science is real n95s are the only masks that will actually protect you from the other people now i see people constantly with just like the little fabric or the little tiny flimsy one right next to somebody you know going to going to events and things you're not protected it's only going to slow down the disease the virus spreading i i am totally fine because i do believe that the delay in this wrapping up is that covid is here to kill a lot of people and she hasn't she hasn't like done that yet so i think when a lot more people die then she releases us from her spell so open it all up i'm fine with it at this point because people are going out they're super bowl partying they're probably on tons of dates one of my my closest oldest friends posted a picture of her at a restaurant tonight with her partner. And I'm like, no masks on any of the people behind them. No masks on them. I know. I know. It's scary. It's scary. But like, so going back, though, thinking. So if you guys know, Angela and I are like, neither of us have children. We're both single. And (laughs) with this, I'm like, you know, I forgot balance. First of all, like Valentine's Day is just another day, right? It's yeah. It's, not only is it another day, it's like a hallmark holiday. But on top of that, I am so happy with my life decisions. Like I am too. I could. I reflect on partners and what it would be like to be quarantined with somebody else, and Mm-mm. I am not lonely you know loneliness obviously oh, like ebbs yeah. and flows it's like some days it's just kind of like oh man that'd be kind of nice but I'd say it's probably like a good 80 20 split 80 percent like yeah this is a really lonely, good point 20 percent yeah and I I say this all the time you have to really love your own company until you're ready for someone else to love your company right right And like, yeah, and I think like, with dating too, I've spent so much time trying to like learn to be my own friend. Yeah. You know, so. Yes, I agree. It's so funny. I, um, I don't know. I feel like, um, Mercury retrograde, as many people know, sends you into the past you get really reflective. I keep trying not to burp. Those pauses are just me trying to silently burp inside of my mouth. Um, but you you end up uh, going back in time because retrograde Mercury is holding still basically as Earth goes faster and it doesn't actually go backwards. It's a misconception. But, um, but during Mercury retrograde, you hear from exes or you reach out to exes because you're kind of like, sent back. And I told, I said this to you recently, how I don't want to live in the moment right now. I like want to live in the future or I want to live in the past. I don't want to live in the moment. And that's so Mercury retrograde where right now I'm totally in the past. And 
it's because I'm sort of like stuck, like all these big things are on hold for me and I'm living with my mother. And I'm also like, um, and it's good. It's economically sound. It's been safer this way. And she just had a bunch of cancer treatment. Now it's like, I don't have to be here anymore. You know, now it's, well, I can go do something else. But then I'm like, God, do I buy a house in Florida where I I don't really know how I, or do I just wait till LA calms down and like buy in LA next year? And then it's like, I don't want to pay rent anymore because I feel like um, now that I don't have to pay rent, now that I have a down payment and I can buy a house, rent just feels like a, a total waste. So I feel so stuck. And I actually read myself, I should, I should read you sometime. Um, I just read Ooh, myself yeah, the you night. Should. I know. I never do that. I, uh, and nobody get any ideas. I don't like to read anybody for free, but I, I don't think I've ever read you. I'm sure I got shit-faced one night and did. Yeah. Haven't I? Okay. Sure. Everybody has had a drunk reading. For, everybody I love has had at least one drunk reading from me. <laughs> <laughs> except my, um, except probably my ex-husband's. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, but I, it was the new moon. And I was frantic. It felt like a full moon. It was really hard on me, the new moon. And I gave myself a reading and it was right before bed because anybody who is a reader or psychic knows, any intuitives, it's harder to read yourself because you know what you want. You want the things mm -hmm. and you want to see confirmation of those things. And I knew very clearly what I wanted. But um, if you wait, this is one of my favorite tricks for reading yourself. Um, Moldavite is a great crystal for it and make yourself exhausted because then you'll see fairies, you'll see orbs, you'll be, when you're on the cusp of like passing out, your ego kind of is asleep, your ego goes away. And I closed my eyes and I was like, show me everything. And they started showing me really good stuff. And I don't usually use tarot cards, but to read myself, it's so easy. And I do something very specific. I don't shuffle them. I just pull from the deck and I do the whole Celtic spread. Well, I read myself probably like every couple of weeks this way, the same fucking cards over and over. And it was funny because I was in the bathroom flossing and brushing as I do every night. I can't recommend this enough. <laughs> can't go to a dentist anymore. You better take care of those teeth. And um, I... I, and I was like, oh, I'll read myself. And the first thing I saw was the hanged man. And I was like, well, that'll be my oh. present position. That's everybody's present position. And then I pulled it right from the deck and I was like, bingo, this reading's going to be fucking lit. And it was, it was really, really good. But right now, and this is, I'm probably going to put this pod, the next one out on Tuesday. Um, shadow work, going easy on yourself, Mercury retrograde, living in the past. It's just the planet, the planets have decided that for us right now. There's almost no way around it. And I don't care well, that it's it, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, you know, living in the past, though, at this point in time seems so logical because it's hard mm -hmm. to be present with like the present is so uncertain. The future is so uncertain. We can't really like plan for things. And so it makes sense to live in the past when the present doesn't feel like to be super cliche the present doesn't feel like a present you know nope. it doesn't feel like a gift right now <laughs> and so, not and at all like, of course we're all like looking to the past and you know and especially like when this all happened too of everyone that came out of the woodworks and they're like hey I was just thinking about you and you're like 
Oh my no, god. Oh my god. Like, That's something else I so, love about Amanda. Amanda yeah, no, has like, more exes come out of the woodwork and not just exes, like someone who maybe like had an office across from your office at school and was obsessed with you. You are such a fucking enchantress. You are. I love it. And every time, every time you'll tell me like one of these stories about one of these guys, and it's always some unworthy piece of shit, dude, who really did you wrong, which I feel like you and I both have a real knack for having a past filled with those. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This this psychic (sighs) one time told me, she goes, your karma is in your relationship. And I was like, I did not need a psychic to tell me that. I knew that, but I knew that. Like, it's kind of like a thing with the women. And my my sister, no, like my sister has been with her husband for like 20 years and they truly are best friends. Like over 20 years, they Mm. really are best friends. But it's like the, you know, the women in our, um, I inherited that karma from from the ladies in my family. Yes. I reject that karma. My mom came in here and woke me up one day and she goes, she was like, she wakes me up with the most fucked up shit, Amanda. She comes in here and she goes, I was just thinking how, you know, like my sisters, because her sisters have like British and Scotsmen, like their men have accents. And then my, my girl cousins, their daughters, they have such great partners. And like everybody, everybody in the family has like an amazing partner. And my mom goes, but you, your brother and I, we just really got the shitty end of the deal. And then she walked away. And I was like, that's how I start my day? That's how you're going to have me start my day? Where's your karma, Angela? Do you know? Um, I did look this up recently, but it didn't feel right. Um, no, I don't really know. I mean, no, it didn't, whatever I, whatever I, I did actually just research this a few days ago. It actually was something about Aries too. And I was, my Lilith is an Aries and I think my, um, oh my God, what's the planet that is your karma planet? Is it Saturn? I'm a little drunk, but that's Aries for me. So I have some Aries karma, which is so funny because I was, you know, Aries women and you, ah. um, <laughs> I'm going to read you. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to go because this is, we're running long. But um, if you're a patron, I'm going to do a reading with Amanda. We're also going to talk about maybe some sexy wedding secrets wherever you're she's Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, oh um, I don't we'll know. Should my... I kiss and tell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, you're, you were doing more than kissing if you had to take your shoes off. That's all I know. <laughs> so fun. I love you so much. I love you too. This was I'm so fun. So, oh, it was. I'm so I grateful could e- for you. We could have easily went on for like two more hours. Easy. I know. That's the thing. I'm like, ah, it's more audio. I have to edit and I'm not good at that. And I had poor Ryan on the phone with me and he was so sweet. And I was like, I'm going to burn everything to the ground. He's like, it's probably <laughs> just a cord. I was like, you're a cancer. You know, Amanda and I both have cancer men issues too. <laughs> Round them up. Get them out of here. I'm just kidding. Never, ever do that with anybody. (laughs) Don't do that with anyone, humans. Let's stop that right away. God. Well, I'm going to make another cocktail for patrons. How about you? Oh, I'll actually give you guys a cocktail recipe. It's so funny. Instead of rosé all day, 
I've been walking around saying rosé all day, rosé all day, but I fucking hate rosé. And so now I'm saying tequila till I die, tequila till it kills me. (laughs) I love that. So good. (laughs) Well, and tequila hangovers are happy hangovers because it's agave. It's not as much of a depressant as other ones. I am going to be so functional tomorrow with a tequila hangover. Mm. I go for like exercise. I go exercise when I have a tequila hangover. Like I'm all pumped up and jazzed up. <laughs> tequila's, tequila's medicinal for me now. I'm just kidding. It's always it been. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Amanda doesn't have anything to promote, but is there any, are there any documentaries or books that you really, really hope people will read to make the world a better place or help themselves? Or you oh can promote gosh. something. I mean, I mean, uh, whatever. Do you want what to feels right? Remote? Oh my gosh. Okay. Since it's Valentine's Day, folks, here's what I'm going to promote. I'm going to promote compassion. Be Aww. a compassionate human being because compassion is sexy. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. Let's put that on a shirt. Compassion is sexy. It is. It's really sexy. Yeah. No, if that's our type, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, when we can look again safely. Eh, whatever. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love you. You guys, come become a patron. You. We're probably going to go two hours and pay Patreon. <laughs> anyway, it's in the show notes. Um, I'm going to get whatever books Amanda did mention. You did mention a book or two, right? We'll put those. I'll put links to those in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. I love right. you, Amanda. I love you too, Angela. Thanks. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. See you in a little bit. If you really want to feel like we're hanging out, listen to Amanda and me dish some serious secrets by becoming a patron. The link is in the show notes. I'll also be deciphering Nostradamus' 2021 apocalypse predictions, sharing poems, blogs, all the good stuff in my Patreon. Visit witchypoo.com for details about how to send your letters, how to blast your third eye open with my psychic development masterclass, and more. And check out my new project, stregzy.com. We're seeking psychics, tarot readers, yoga instructors, pretty much all spiritualists with a service to offer. And you can sell your witchy wares through our marketplace. Visit stregzy.com to learn more. I just want to read one of my favorite new reviews. Love it all the gold stars and witch jars for this podcast. Thank you, everyone who's been writing these on iTunes. You are all my Valentines. Until next time, keep living a life that's worth burning for. Bye.